Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. How we doing, everybody? It's hot out. It is hot. I don't care for it. It saps your will to live. It's hot in, too. I'm indoors, Mm. and it's so warm. Hot in Cincinnati. Is that what it's called? Yes. Wait, is it Cincinnati? Cleveland! Cincinnati-themed pornography. Hot in Cleveland. Uh. Hot in Cleveland and... WKRP in Cincinnati. Now you got it. The mashup I did. <laughs> those could exist Can we in the talk same about universe? those Jeopardy categories and how bullshit they are? Oh, yeah, where you have to do the before and after those ones? Yeah. yeah. They're getting fucking buck wild with those shits. Like, not only do they now do the before and afters, but they've done, like, before, middle, and after, Ugh. where it's three things. I hate it. They need to calm down. I hate that every contestant, as I would do, has to say the answer like, I can't believe it's this. Is it yeah. this? <laughs> oh man, last week they had a champion who won three days in a row by less than two dollars. Oh my god. And every episode she was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it was very funny to see her face when she would win, even though she was in third place because everyone got Final Jeopardy wrong except her. And then she would just be like, I I thought I was out. That's the way to do it. That's what you want to just see. When Someone I thought who gets... I was out, they pulled me back in. Yep. Someone who gets Final Jeopardy right and the other people don't, you're like, yes, you are the best. Yeah. I guess is the is the one of the things that I often think about Jeopardy is the amount of money in Double Jeopardy is so much more than the amount of money in Single Jeopardy. Twice that as makes, much, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> that it makes Single Jeopardy irrelevant. Yes, true. So that's weird. And then Final Jeopardy kind of makes everything else irrelevant, also. Well, I think the worst thing that can happen that is a real danger is you end up with negative money and you're not even invited to find money. That's oh, so shameful. The shame. Ugh. The shame you would bring to your family. That's <laughs> honestly one of the main reasons I've never applied to go on Jeopardy. It's because you, you would bring imagine? shame to the Heron name and have to end yes. your line with you. Exactly. This would be my one chance to get my dad to admit I did something right and <laughs> to do the exact opposite on national television would make oh me God. explode. To, t- I to I would... tear that compliment from his cold hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I would be ashamed if when they introduced me at the beginning I did a weird wave that people online would be like, look at this asshole. I know! <laughs> oh, man. But this what is if the you thing. Like, had your fingers too far apart during yes! the you didn't even like, yes. it? This space alien who doesn't know how to wave. <laughs> But here's the thing, is that the reason that this is the case is because, as I've said before, we're all just afraid that other people will be as mean to us as we are to strangers, Mm -hmm. because I absolutely roast those people that are bad at waving (laughs) on Jeopardy. Every time there's a um, a pep talk, a little thing going around that's like, other people don't worry about you and think you're as foolish as uh, you think about yourself, so relax. I'm like, I look at people in public all the time, and I'm like, look at this dumb asshole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell me people don't do that. It's true. And also, like, oh man... I the the thing I'm meanest about on Jeopardy is when they do the little interviews with each person, and, like, I know how it works. You get to make a list of interesting things about you, and then the host picks one of them to ask you about on there. Mm -hmm. So many people are like, the interesting thing about me is talking about my dog or child, and I'm just like... (laughs) Yeah. That's the, that's the interesting thing about you? Like, yeah. wow. 
what what else was on your list <laughs> that that's the thing that they had to pick? I feed uh, this creature who lives in my house, and if I didn't, they would die. Yeah. <laughs> the most Jeez interesting Louise. thing about anyone on Jeopardy is that they're on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Well, is that true? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking back I mean, to some of their stories, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's the only reason that I'm paying attention to them. I'll give you that. I want a follow-up interview with that lady uh, who said that she liked nerdcore hip-hop, and Alex Trebek was like, basically called her a loser. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great. Yeah, that is good. I remember and, like, somebody was... Wants- the- oh, go on. Sorry. I was going to say, that's the thing that Alex really brought to the show, was just not mm-hmm. giving a goddamn about anything. <laughs> I remember a, a woman once had a, a quite interesting story, I thought, of her being an exchange student, I think in Portugal. And she tried to take a bike into town one day, that she borrowed a bike from her host family. She didn't speak that much Portuguese. She The bike uh, lost its chain or something, like half a mile away, and she came back to the house, and she was all banged up, and they were very worried. And... She tried to tell them that the bike had broken, but <laughs> I can't remember the words, so I can't like get this right for you. But when it came out was something like, I have broken my groin. Oh, no. <laughs> and she said, and then they were so worried about her, and she didn't know what to do, and it was just a funny story. That's a great little story. Uh-huh. As soon as she's like, I broke my groin, Alex turns away from her and just talks to the next person. Literally no fucking reaction. He was so, I guess, embarrassed that she said that. No, it was shocking. There had to be a cut. That's him being so (laughs) savage to her. And I love it. There had to be a cut away where he laughed or said, oh, I'm so sorry or something. (laughs) No, this is back when they didn't really have those kind of edits. They just filmed it all at once. I think they've had those edits for a really long Uh, time. All I can say is it really, really, really seemed like he was just like, hmm, and then move on to the next person. Yeah. (sighs) It's not fair. That was a good story. (laughs) A funny (laughs) misunderstanding in another language is funny. I mean, I would bet money that the real thing is that they that lady's story went over time, and he like he had somebody yelling in his ear like, <laughs> "Move on, move on, move on now! You got to." Uh, if I was her watching later, though, I would probably die of embarrassment if it showed on TV <laughs> that he was like, "Hmm," and that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will admit that like the main thing I was worried about was embarrassing myself in front of my real dad, Alex Trebek. So how, now that he's not there... <laughs> in case I'm, you accidentally call him dad. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know this so, one, dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, dad, what is... Who's hosting it now? Maya Bialik, for the most part, although they sometimes bring in that horrible troll Ken Jennings. I was gonna say, I just saw a print ad somewhere so I don't have any details, but it was a picture of Maya Bialik for a new TV show. I'm like, I guess she's starring in a TV show so does that mean she's doing even less Jeopardy? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as I understand it, she she wants Jeopardy to be her full-time job and then she'll fit other stuff around it, but Hmm. people are, some people want Ken Jennings for reasons that no one can understand. (sighs) He's such an asshole, though, is the problem. He is. He's such a smug little jerk. Not even just that, but he made some jokes on Twitter about people in wheelchairs, yeah. and when people were like, this is obviously wrong for these obvious reasons, he's like, mm, maybe you should lighten up, though. He eventually gave a non-pology. Ugh. Yeah. What if- I mean, I feel like him- I feel about him the way that I feel about that Mike What's-His-Face guy that they announced was the new host, and then everyone hated them. <laughs> 
Mike Richards? Oh, that, that producer? I don't know his name. Yeah, I think yeah. his name was Mike Richards, and, uh... I feel like Ken Jennings, like, the one of the main reasons everyone hated that Mike Richards guy, is besides his apparently firing pregnant women, which woof-a-doof, but, no, no. um, the fact that he, uh, was, like, a, a producer on the show and one of the main voices in picking who the next host would be, mm-hmm. and then he picked himself and everyone was like, nah. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, Somebody but, was talking about that on a podcast recently. Like, if you had the chance to do that kind of coup, wouldn't you? If you're like, this is my dream, so I'm just going to take it. You only get one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> um, but that, but like, he had that attitude of like, I deserve this, and I'm going to mm. get it. Like, mm. no matter what, I, I can do anything, and I'll still get this. And Ken Jennings has that same attitude. Oh yeah. Whereas, I mean, Mayim Bialik is a complicated person who I don't love a hundred percent, but I do like a woman host in Jeopardy. Because white men, as the, like, arbiters of what is intelligence, is not great for our country. Oh, you were not going to like my other suggestion, then. I was going to say, no. we should just get Ryan Seacrest to do it. No! He's so stupid, though. But he's we so don't... bland. Yeah, that's what we don't need. Like, fucking Alex Trebek had a mustache until, like, 1998. He was the opposite of bland. Uh, I don't know. I think that part of his appeal is just how unerringly normal he is to the point where it's a little weird how normal he is mm-hmm. yes but he had that edge he had that like human quality that i think mm. all of these super polished super businessy weird mm. white men just don't like there's nothing charming about Mike Richards or yeah. Ken Jennings yeah. at all, or I, Ryan Seacrest for that matter. I figured out exactly what I want in a Jeopardy host, and Alex Trebek had this. If they pronounce a word oh, in a way, Alex that, Trebek. <laughs> if they pronounce a word in a way that I think is crazy, I need to think. Oh, I must have been saying it wrong this whole time. I <laughs> should not think. Oh, this host fucked up and said it wrong. I love how much he leaned into the internet meme about him play- saying the word genre. <laughs> that's you know very good, this? yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, that's what I want from a host, is when people are like, you're pronouncing this crazy for them to be like, I know, I'm doing it on purpose, you <laughs> fuck Never you. stop me. <laughs> I say sabotage. What's William yes. Shatner doing now? <laughs> yep. Ooh, uh, no, no more white men hosting Jeopardy. He is Canadian, though, but he has... That's uh, that's even whiter! Right, but that's... <laughs> I think Canadian is where we need to look for the replacement. We can't get an American to do it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, Jeopardy. Louisa, what'd you do this all week? All the best choices are dead. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, is that your that's my favorite that. Amanda Palmer album? Yes. <laughs> Uh, this week, I went to a baseball game in public like a real person. Oh, the American what, pastime. What, mm-hmm. what is this game? Baseball? You mm-hmm. There's bases on the field, and you're going to run around what them is when a, you hit the ball. Okay. Base is like, like home base when you're playing tag? Yes. And there is okay. one called home base, so it makes it easy. It's oh. a one-to-one comparison. Mm, okay, now I get it. And there's okay. other bases, but here's the thing, is you're running them, there's other people out there, and they're gonna try to stop you. Are there any acids on the field? Maybe. Interesting. Like, pits of acid you could fall into? Not usually. <laughs> I mean, just to go with the bases. <laughs> oh, to make everything uh, work out right? Well, if the... If oh, make it a more neutral game. <laughs> yeah, if the home team wins, they <laughs> pour a bunch of acid on the field and everything explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we've created a great new sport. <laughs> 
could we include some of the other elements of ta- of um, hide and seek where the the pitcher has to close his eyes and count to a hundred before each pitch? Yep, <laughs> and spin around real fast. And yeah, the, and the thing he's pitching is a ball of condensed baking soda, and the bat is covered in vinegar. That's a base. <laughs> That's a base. Cut, and the bat is covered in vinegar. It doesn't matter where the bases and acids show up. <laughs> we get one of those Nerf bats that's all foam, so then you can soak mm. it in vinegar. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's Nerf or nothing. <laughs> that's why it's called Pickleball, you guys. <laughs> Pretty good. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh, stupid show. Not doing better than that. <laughs> I've long said that the um, two teams should have a flag in their dugouts, and the other team, while fielding, needs to secretly try to go and capture that flag. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, mm-hmm. we're all making a lot of jokes here, but I really need to seriously ask you guys, why is it called pickleball? I don't know it's... what pickleball is. I've heard the term. Do you not know? I feel like I it's the it's... kind of thing that people who aren't very funny think is a funny name, and that's it. It's like the midway point between tennis and table tennis, right? Is it? Oh, I don't know anything about it. It's like a smaller court, and you've got wooden paddles instead of rackets, and the ball is like a wiffle ball, I think. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is just like giant's tennis. Tennis where you get to pretend as if you're so enormous. You're like a Godzilla playing uh, tennis? More like a a Hulk. Hmm, okay. Okay. Not quite a Godzilla. Is it on a table or is it on the ground? It is on the ground, but it is hmm. on like a ground that is, like Matt said, much smaller than a tennis uh, tennis court. I almost said field. <laughs> well, it could be a. It could have grass on it. <laughs> that counts no, as a field. Couldn't. A, tennis, Are you kidding me? a tennis court can have grass. Of course, it can. No, <sighs> the ball would go crazy when it hit the court. <laughs> they do, though. Is the thing? No, they don't. That's why they're covered <sighs> in clay. God. Yeah. Well, yes, but they're also grass. Look at Wimbledon. I I've never seen a grass tennis court. So Wimbledon. it was invented in 1965. Pickleball. Uh, okay. Yes, at the home of Joel Pritchard. Uh, was, uh, Sounds a little of, like pickle. He was some kind of congressman, uh, <laughs> oh, and his dude. wife said uh, that the game reminded her of the pickle boat in Crew, where oarsmen were chosen from the leftover of other boats. So it's Why some, is that called that? It's some rich person thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's loser tennis. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. last boat to finish the race is called the Pickle Boat. The origin of the name comes from English yachting, where the last boat was called the Fisher. The boats used to stop for fish, to fish for herring and then pickle them. <laughs> That's cool. I like that now. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, actually, that fucking yes. kicks ass. If you're in a boat race and then you stop in the middle of the <laughs> boat race and go fishing, and everyone else wins, and you're like, "Hmm, looks like you won the race," but I've got fish. And you're holding up a triumphant martini with a pickled herring sticking out of the. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yes! I dare you oh. to name baby tennis after me, coward. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse than I thought, which is I just thought people thought it was a funny word. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, it's, um, so, it's called puka ball in Hawaii. That's much better. So why... Hold on. Yes. In what way did this tennis light game remind the senator's idiot wife of, <laughs> of boating? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's in debate as to the uh, the source. Apparently yeah, I bet. their family dog was named Pickles also. This woman was had like a weird psychotic fixation on pickles, I think. Who doesn't? Yeah. I don't. 
They're pretty Ew, good. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just, I think I love pickled things, but pickled cucumbers specifically are not good. I'm sorry, everyone. I know you want to like them, but they're not good. Oh, I will continue to like them, whether you allow me to or not. In fact, you <laughs> well, forbidding yeah, me is going to make me do it more. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was my goal all along. I knew it. You are a pickle freak. <laughs> yep. Anyway. No, I'm not. I'm not, but I own a significant interest in Mount Vlasic. Is that a pickle thing? Yeah, Vlasic, yeah. A pickle with a stork for some that reason? Why is there a stork with can't. a... Why is there a stork with the voice of George Burns as your mascot? What does that mean? I don't know. Also, that can't be a publicly traded company, right? It's got to be owned by Procter and Gamble or some shit. I'm probably. Are they not publicly traded? I don't. I don't know Procter how Procter Gamble works. is probably publicly traded. I mean, yes, P- Procter and Gamble is. I'm just saying I couldn't go buy a hundred shares of Vlasic right now. <laughs> Maybe you could. I don't think so. Although sometimes that that kind of stuff happens where it's like. Dr. Pepper is weirdly not owned by anyone. I don't know if it's Dr. Pepper, but, like, there are some sodas that are weirdly not owned by either Coke or Pepsi. Yeah, I think Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper and 7-Up is its own company. That's hmm. good, I guess. Um, Vlasic is owned by ConAgra. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. No one wants stock in ConAgra. Uh, oh, they... Yeah. they mm, no, I thought they were founded in New Jersey, but that's just where ConAgra is. <laughs> I gotta say, more so than Jeff reading just <laughs> facts off the internet, the sounds of Jeff just reacting to facts <laughs> on the internet is surprisingly good audio for this show. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I, oh, oh, no. I think that it's just because the pickle looks like a cigar that the stork is there. Yeah, I was okay. thinking that too, but... Why, like, why was George Burns such a hot, cool it's, property to supposedly use it's supposed to fucking... be Groucho Marx? Oh, really? But same thing. Honestly, what's the difference between George Burns and Groucho Marx except that Groucho Marx was funny? <laughs> but what does a stork have to do with pickles? Yeah, uh, the stereotype of pregnant women <clears throat> craving pickles. That can't be it. Is that it? I would believe it, but I don't know. That's, That's so crazy. Why not have a pregnant woman as your mascot? <laughs> Wearing a Groucho uh, Marx sunglasses. Oh, oh my god, this is my fetish. Actually, <laughs> smoking a lit pickle. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's how pickleball got invented. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I saw baseball. <laughs> listen, listen up. Yeah, tell me more about the bases and balls. Yeah, it was Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. <clears throat> excuse me, that's who play awesome out of name. Allentown, Pennsylvania? Yes. And uh, they were playing the Norfolk Tide from Virginia, and I like them too because their mascot was a very angry seahorse who has a trident. Mm. Looks pretty cool. Wait, how does he have it? Does he have arms? He's got little fins to hold it with. He's holding a whole trident with those little fins they've got on their sides? Yes. Ew. He's angry. He's also got, like, err teeth, so <laughs> get ready for some weird stuff going on. I don't this think you could aim horse. a trident with those little fins. Uh, the trident is also shaped like an N to be for Norwalk, so there's something else to upset you about it. Yep. An N has either two or four <laughs> points, depending on which ones you count. Yep. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess if it's a lowercase an, N. It was N is a- an N is a real double-sided trident, you guys. Exactly. You can stab yourself while you're stabbing somebody yeah. else. Mm, whatever you stab yourself, you're, there's three other trident stabbing someone else. 
while we're talking about ends in logos, can yes. we really quick talk about the new Kia logo and how terrible it is? I haven't seen it. There's an N in it? No, but it's it's yeah. all sort of swooped together so that it looks like the IA is a backwards N. Hmm. And so for logo. for a very long time, I was seeing cars with this new logo, and I was like, oh. "Why does why does the logo say KN? What's KN?" Mm-hmm. This either looks like the <clears throat> fake text from a Legend of Zelda game that is on yeah. like a dungeon mm-hmm. door, or the cover of a Corn album after a very <laughs> strange rebranding. <laughs> it's like if Corn became an electronica band. <laughs> already but yeah Are they? Hmm. a little bit i think they put some synthesizers in there they had a whole album that was a collab with skrillex oh uh, yeah all right fair enough i guess i only really am familiar with classic corn <laughs> yes i spelled classic with a k also thank you very much <laughs> the corn classic there yeah. um <laughs> uh, their, their, their golf tournament <laughs> oh you're not into that popcorn no exactly <laughs> thank you thank um you. There's got to be a Pitchfork review of one of their albums that scornfully is titled Popcorn and says they got to pop, right? Mm-hmm. And no- that Pitchfork is shaped like an N. Yeah. Tying it back together. There's absolutely no way that Pitchfork would say something positive about the band Corn, though, right? No, no, saying it negative, like they got to pop, they sold out. Yeah, yeah. that would require, that implies that they were once good. Hmm, I think if you're if you're uh, shitting on someone currently, you can sort of imply that they used to be good without ever saying they used to be good. Yeah, I do like the idea that every insult is just, like, telling you that you are actually coming in below your potential, not that you're just bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you used to be good, or you used to be better. I don't yeah, hate I like this that. album, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. This is actually good, because now no one can harm my ego anymore anytime anyone says anything negative about me i'll just be like thanks you're telling me i can live up to my potential mm-hmm. i won't but thank you for telling me yeah <laughs> you believe that i could do better oh wait is that even worse <laughs> yeah unless you, you also believe that you can do better right yeah i guess i definitely remember in school teachers like being disappointed when i had you know, shit out an essay in the last oh, ten God, minutes Matt, before it was due. Yeah, um, uh, being like Matt, I know you can do better. As if that was supposed to make me feel bad, but I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I also know I can do better. I just didn't. Yeah, I used to feel that way too. And I had several teachers who are like, you should become a writer, and I was like, no. <laughs> like, I know that's what you want for me, but I don't want that for myself. So fuck you. Well, I do think it's hard. very. I do think it's very funny that teachers, I mean, teachers also said that to me, Mm -hmm. as if that's something you can choose to be. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right, yeah, how do I apply for that job, teacher? Yeah. (laughs) No one will pay you for this. Wake up with that Sigma grind set and just keep having a rich uh, family. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, baseball was great. For the second time, we went last year, same group of friends, Um, for the second time a day at the end of June was literally 70 degrees and low humidity, which is Ooh. unbelievable. So that was like yeah. my one day of enjoyable summer weather. <laughs> For the rest of your life. Probably. <clears throat> um, but anyway, Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, I watched the 
recent season that just came out of the series that I've talked about in the past and you guys have both disdained mightily, uh, but I still think it's pretty good. The Netflix original series, The Umbrella Academy. Okay. How is it? It's good. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought this most recent season is one of their best things that they've done. Hmm. I found it very interesting. But uh, one of the things that I thought was amazing is that um, <clears throat> the series started starring Elliot Page before he had transitioned. Yeah. And so now the series is still going. Elliot Page is still a character on the show. So they had to handle the fact that, like, he, the actor, has transitioned and doesn't want to play female roles anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so they had the character in the show also transition. Uh, and they handled it so well. I was really, really <coughs> pleasantly surprised at how, like, they took the opportunity as a show to sort of model the reactions of his family, of, like, people being supportive but confused or, like, <laughs> unsure how to be respectful, like, wanting to be respectful but not knowing the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, like... I can't believe how thoughtfully they handled this. I mean, certainly, I'm sure Elliot Page had a hand in how this was handled on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so he probably could could speak to the experience. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are people who are trans who didn't like the representation. But to me, it seemed like they were really trying to do a good job, which I which was more than I gave credit to for this show about a comic book made by the guy from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I had assumed just uh, that um, Elliot Page had probably left the show like seasons ago. <laughs> that was just my general <laughs> assumption, but I guess not, huh? No, this is no. Like the third season, too. Hmm. Yeah, and right. he's he's like a much more interesting character on the show than he ever than the character who was a woman in the comics was ever hmm, okay. in the comics. Okay. Uh, Victor is the. The new is name the, for the character. Yes. Uh, I was. Do they have powers? I don't know anything about Umbrella Academy. Yeah, the TV the show idea... is a little different, but I think they still have powers, right? Yes. The idea is, I mean, in in both the comic and the TV show, there is some kind of unknowable cosmic event that causes like forty children all to be born at the exact same second on Earth, and all of them have unexplained powers that are superpowers but hmm. also very uh not very very detrimental to their own lives okay um so it's i mean it's it's an extremely emo take on superheroes okay. yeah uh, they wouldn't let gerard way write x-men so he had to he had to get it out another way <laughs> i'll make my yeah. own x-men he said yeah with blackjack yeah. and hookers <laughs> actually forget the x-men there are there are hookers in Umbrella Academy. Blackjack so. would be a pretty good name for an emo superhero. There That's must true. be one named Blackjack. Any cool combination of words is already a superhero. Like it, it's got to be like a Gambit villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> uh, I have not watched Umbrella Academy, but I know that... Well, I've watched some of it. I know there's a little bit of, like, timeline alternate universe stuff, and I was... I guess I had just assumed that they were going to be like, uh, I don't know, here's your sibling Victor, who is from a different universe where he's a boy. Yeah, so it's almost exclusively about alternate universe timeline stuff. That's the whole series. And um, I think that they were, like, 
hinting that that was what was going to happen um, in this season. So for anyone who who doesn't know, the, the last season was they traveled back in time accidentally to the 60s and ended up sort of ruining their own timeline. This season they got back to the present day, uh, but they had re they had changed the world in a way such that none of them were ever born. Mm, um, that's the dream. <clears throat> well, and then it causes a paradox, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, they they didn't shy away from like trying to. It would have been easy for them to just retcon it that Victor was always a, a man, but they chose to instead explore the journey of a person who already is going through a lot given that they have superpowers and then also uh has decided that they their true self is something different than what they've been raised as uh and i think that they did a good job with that that's That's interesting (sighs) uh also i think that uh that show kind of got a short shrift because it's a little bit goofy but um the performances are great. There are some hey, really, really good actors. I got actors that guy with gorilla arms on there. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't from the first season of that show, I'm suddenly remembering something. Wasn't there like a super intelligent chimp or something in the cast? There is, yes. Oh, it's still going? They're still paying for that? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. he died in season one, but there's a lot of timeline stuff, so he's still a character. Interesting. Listen, Andy Circus needs the money. I assume he's playing the chimp because he is always playing those hyper-intelligent chimps. Mm -hmm. I mean, he may be doing the mocap, I I would believe it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He has like a professor, like a posh British accent. Yeah, of course he does. They only have one idea when they make a super-intelligent chimp. Yeah, well, actually, (laughs) again... Detective Chip, I think, has like a, a old timey noir detective accent. <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair. Although no, he is dressed like Sherlock Holmes. He might be British. <laughs> damn it! Damn yeah. it! <laughs> but I mean, it's like the rapping granny joke, yeah. right? Like it's so much funnier if it if he's like really fancy schmancy, even though he's a chimp. You know, mm-hmm. I want I want to see a movie where they try to pull off someone who you wouldn't expect to rap starts rapping, but then they suck at it. I thought uh, they did a they great did job with that. Space Jam. <laughs> no, but then Porky Pig was actually no, yeah. good at rapping. He wasn't! He wasn't, but the movie thought he was. Yeah, the movie different acts like he was. What I want to say so is, as we've all seen the movie uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, they did an excellent job yeah. <laughs> parodying that idea. Yeah, that is true, yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I recommend Umbrella Academy. Jeff, what did you do this week? Well, I also watched Netflix original series, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about that. If you want to know more about the Netflix original series I watched, go listen to a different Check podcast. Check out your local library. My Brother, My Brother and Me, where they tell you all about Man vs. B. Uh, I started playing a game on Xbox Game Pass called Tuning. Ooh, um, okay. And this game rules. I love it. Um, it is a... Fashion game. Yep, it's a fashion game where you design... You dress uh, up like Kim Kardashian. Fanciful tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it is basically uh, rotated, like, 45 degrees isometric Zelda. Uh, so instead of being full top-down, like A Link to the Past, it is sort of at an angle, like a... Uh, God, the, my first example that popped into my head was Cubert. 
but like, <laughs> well, that's fair. I was gonna say um, the Monument Valley. Well, yeah, these are all bad uh-huh. examples. Is it? Mon- What's Mon- a good Valley example? A good example. There's so many isometric games from game one. history. Fallout, uh, Baldur's Gate. Don't know what that um, looks like. Yeah, it's sure like a Diablo or whatever. Yeah, Diablo, that's a good example. Um, but just because you haven't played any video games, <laughs> Louisa, doesn't mean that that's. I know, but I want an example that I can picture in my mind. So, Monument Valley. Yeah, but, uh, man, Marvel we really got to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Why? It's a beautiful game. game. Yeah, Monument Valley played. is recent and beloved, Matt. <clears throat> I'm just saying the to be like. I need an example of an isometric and video here's game, an example. and the best one I can come up with is Monument Valley. It's a good example because the uh, art style is so clean; you really see that it yeah. is that type of angle. And I think also what about- it matches well with Tunic, which also has a very sleek mm. kind of beautiful, fancy fantasy art style. It also kind of looks like Fez, which is another isometric game that people liked for some well, reason. Fez, is a, side- Fez is a side scroller; you can just rotate it. Uh, I guess. That is that true? Okay. Yeah, you uh, you interact with Fez entirely as if it is a side-scroller, but then you get the ability to, like, go... like if, Rotate the world if, 90 degrees. Exactly. You rotate it yes. 90 degrees, and now you can walk along the side of that building that you previously couldn't see, but you're still in, like, flat 2D. Right. Uh, okay. But, yeah, yeah I think similar idea in that it's a sort of artsy take on an existing genre um yeah (laughs) it is you play as a little fox wearing a green tunic with a pink scarf oh i have heard of this okay yes yeah so he's very reminiscent of uh of classic link Um, robin hood yeah robin classic robin classic robin hood um i it is the I think the key hook of the game that I can tell you without any kind of like spoiling the fun surprises in it is that you are doing a Zelda and it is a- about as opaque as maybe the first two Zeldas. Um, okay. All of the mo- most of the in-game text is unrecognizable glyphs. Um, mm-hmm. And then you find bits and pieces of the manual that is styled very heavily after the original Legend of Zelda manual, which is a manual that you, like, had to read to play the game, Mm -hmm. uh, to play that original one. But uh, you find, like, pages out of order. So you'll find, like, page uh, 16 and then the reverse, 17. And it'll tell you, like, some stuff through mostly pictures and more of this unrecognizable glyph language. And so you start eventually piecing together, like how to do stuff in the game in a way that's really interesting. Um, And that is just like, that's the layer on top of even if everything, even if all the text was in English, the game would already be a pretty good classic Zelda. So adding this mm-hmm. extra layer of almost like escape room style mystery just really hooked me in instantly in a way that uh, games don't often do. I, I it, give, it gives me that sort of exploration feeling of like the outer wilds. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. I wonder if I would like this game. Uh, I think that you would, except that it is sometimes annoyingly difficult um although yeah no i think you'd like it it's not as hard as 
Oh, it's not on Switch. Never mind. Yeah, it's not on Switch, but it probably will be at some point. Um, it has that Switch vibe for sure. It yeah. seems like I was looking at some pictures. Yeah, uh, you I, you could uh, borrow Matt's Xbox login and just play it on a computer via streaming. Nah, <laughs> I mean I could. You're right, but I will not do that. <laughs> yes, I mean this is Louisa we're talking about. We can't even get her to play a game that's already installed on her computer. Such as wait, Skyrim. what is that? Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think, yeah. half price on the Switch this week. Are you going to buy it? Nope. Uh-huh. What if I buy uh, it play, for you? Play, <laughs> wait, play the theme. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know where it is. Yeah, fine. <laughs> now you need to make a theme song for Jeff Will You Play the Theme for <laughs> as oh, Louisa yeah. played Skyrim. <laughs> That's true. Uh, did you guys listen to the Flophouse this week? Mm-hmm. Very- uh, I don't know. I'm a bit behind. Which one was it? It's the one, uh, the house house, where they <laughs> try to name movies based on a description of a house that's in it. Oh, no. Um, it's very funny. About halfway through, it makes, there's like several sound effects, and they're like, well, we lost the second half of the recording. And then they go through the process of uh, telling the producer what sound effects to put in, and it <laughs> is all the sound effects that <laughs> they talk Hold him to put in. Yeah, it's like a car out. horn for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I got disc Pretty scratch, good. a car horn, a lightsaber lighting up. <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> anyway, um, Tunic is a lot of fun. I think I'm maybe about halfway through. I've played a bunch of it, like six to eight hours of it. The internet. I tried to play it when it first came out, but I had just finished playing Death's Door, and I think I was a little burnt out on those isometric puzzle solvy game so maybe i should try it again something about the art style really didn't grab me yeah it it does uh you know even now it does look a little plain but i'm also very um i don't know i'm easily drawn in by a very simple art style the fact that it is so simple you could map onto it like classic zelda like to the point where all of the motifs of like, oh, there's these, uh, there's a, a triangle of golden hexagons, and mm. they're being held up by like uh, profile carvings of angels, and like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just like the the enemies look fun. Your little guy feels it, really great to control. It looks like they made it... uh, Okay, this is going to be a pretty wild statement, and if you don't follow me, that's fine. But it looks like they made it to be uh, in an aesthetic style that would be easy to decorate a cake to look like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. that. It's got a very soft, like, uh, fondant feel to it. Yeah, I feel like some of the early Game Boy Advance Zelda games... Like, just by, because they had to for the sake of the the power of the computer in the little handheld, uh, they were very simple and were these sort of, like, blobby, cartoony blobs. Uh, And then since then, I've seen lots of people decorating cakes in that style because blobby cartoony blobs is exactly what frosting can do <laughs> i i also I, like this like diorama look we've been seeing more lately yeah. you see that in like octopath traveler well, that's pixelated mm. but it's still it's like you're looking inside a tiny little construction of things the Link's awakening yeah. remake had that too mm. part mm. of that is the i think the the uh like 
long focus on the camera and then the octopath does it fantastically because it literally like you could literally buy pieces of artwork that are dioramas with the like little pixel guys put out <laughs> on 3d environments <laughs> yeah That's octopath traveler i know that there's been the whole underlying series that is sort of in that same art style but octopath traveler is one of the most beautiful games that has come out in the last like 20 years mm-hmm. it yeah. definitely is uh best f- cool fun thing about tunic uh, designed and programmed and written by one guy uh, who, had, who was also an artist on it, had help from two other artists. And this guy is not in any way problematic? Uh, oh god, he might be. He doesn't have a Wikipedia <laughs> page yet, though, so... <laughs> That's a good sign. I, I always feel like when people are like, hey, can you believe that this thing was made by just one guy? Unless it's Stardew Valley... It's probably that that guy is a real creep and no one else wants to work with him, a la Braid. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think Cave Story is still... The Cave Story guy is still fine, and that game came out in 2004. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy, I hope so. Is it, Was the Minecraft guy secretly a horrible oh, person? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's some okay. kind Even of, I like, know that. <laughs> mega Trump guy, but it's more sinister yeah. because he's Swedish, and that's where they invented mm. white he's, people. He's... That He's one sense. of those guys like Elon Musk who has a ton of money and is also then very angry that people aren't telling him he's cool all the time. Like yeah. he, yeah. it's not enough for him to have the money. People have to really love him, and he's a terrible person, so yeah. he can't have that. Plus, he, co- he yeah. comes from Nazi land. Yeah, I feel like I, I okay. This again, another statement I'm about to make that may be too wild for this show, <laughs> but I feel like Elon Musk and Mojang, I guess. Uh, both wish notch, that they were notch oh notch mojang okay. is the company he no longer works oh, at it got it um these two guys secretly just wish that they were rihanna like <laughs> rihanna got extremely rich from being extremely good at music and then just stopped doing things and just gets high all the time <laughs> uh rihanna runs or runs maybe just lends her name to like clothing lines makeup lines that sort of thing as well which yeah, people like, point- so, like, all her things people like as well as her. her. I know, that's what I'm saying, like, she's so incredibly cool, and I think mm-hmm. a big part of it is because she stopped being a public figure. <laughs> yeah, you know, you see her maybe show up at, like, a premiere or something, but yeah. mm-hmm. she's not, she's not do. she's been on hiatus since 2018. That's yeah. pretty good. I just love the idea of, like... No, no, no. I was just incredibly famous because I wanted money, and now that I have it, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need you to pay attention to me anymore. It's fine. Good girl gone bad. Bad girl gone home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was she in Gone Home? (laughs) She developed Gone Home by herself. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) All by herself, it was just her. That's why the soundtrack is all Rihanna music, you ever noticed? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that weird. Yeah, okay, now it's all clicking for me. <laughs> yep. I was wondering why Umbrella's played such a large role in that game. <laughs> she did Umbrella, right? Yeah, that's yeah. her. That's okay, her, good. her breakthrough hit. Whew, okay. Her album, Good Girl Gone Bad, which is why I said that. Yeah, we got that. Yep. Cool. Uh, time to do the show. Yeah, so what do we do on the show? Well, Unclear. we go to we go to the wiki how... Uh, suggested articles page and enter a random word so that we can get a list of questions people have asked related to that word, and then we can give them advice on how to do those things. And today, the random word we got was concrete. Woo! None of these are about mixing a concrete milkshake, which is very good. 
Yeah. I, I wish that there was more stuff on here about concrete, like how to make a concrete argument as opposed to the material concrete. Yeah. I wish there was more on here about concrete, which I assume is some sort of French art form. Uh, mm. yeah. You're you just can. making that up? No, you can give me this one. <laughs> well, You're using your, your challenge coin. <laughs> yeah. The one you get each show. Yeah, I'm handing in my challenge coin from uh, having defeated... Oh no, there's a, there's a man with no face here to murder me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the wrong coin. <laughs> Yeah, I used my Valardo Harris coin to have Matt assassinated so I could have this concrete joke. Uh, oh man, uh, that was the old. That was the only interesting thing in Game of Thrones. There, I said it. What about? Hold on. No, that's right. The show sucks. <laughs> I like that show. And I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I, will I like the like show Game just fine, but looking back on it, the only thing like they went into so much explanatory detail about shit that I don't care about, and the only thing I wanted was for them to do eight episodes in a row that just focused on that one school for people without faces that do assassinations because yeah. that fucking kicks ass, <laughs> and they barely talked and about then it. The spinoff is what if Matt Smith did incest in a wig? I know. <laughs> Jesus. Doing Valar Morgulis, a, a show about uh, cool assassins without faces. I know, like <laughs> whatever is a workplace comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, just committing all the murders in that one city that they were adjacent to. I don't know. It's. I mean, you're almost describing the show Severance. You're like so close. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not. Hold on. <laughs> well, I, think, I think they might be faceless assassins in Severance. We don't know. I mean, you know, you wouldn't know, would you? That's the whole point. I guess, except we know as the audience because we do get to see both halves, actually. <laughs> <sighs> A girl has no face, etc. Yep. Um, oh, man, that, that Game of Thrones sequel is, or prequel or whatever is going to be so bad, isn't it? I don't care. I'll still watch that shit. <laughs> uh, it might not be. It might be okay. Like... How imagine watching Game of Thrones and then okay. at the end being being like, you know what I wish we'd done is spent more time talking about this weird incestuous dynasty and their dragons. Ah, uh, they have dragons, so yeah. But fucking, who cares? God, <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> they're the least interesting characters in the whole world. I think you're underestimating how cool it is to look at cool things on the TV, which I love. <laughs> Yeah, I think Louisa feels about TV the way I feel about movies. <laughs> I also feel that way about movies, to be fair. <laughs> I'd go, go to the theater and see a movie and be like, damn, hell of a picture, even if it was absolute garbage, just because it's so exciting to see a big face 40 feet high. I watched um, The Birds the other day, mm-hmm. the old Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. I don't Spoiler know alert, I nothing happens in that movie. That's true, but, but it's, it's, it's still a very good movie, and I think it's very funny that in the middle of this movie where they were like, okay, the whole premise is birds attack people, clearly somebody went up to Alfred Hitchcock and they were like, hey, this is extremely boring, let's have a scene where a guy blows himself up with the gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like, a dedicated how, filmmaker right there. How could you possibly blame the birds for that one, you guys? <laughs> Uh, they gave you bird flu and it made your yeah. brain. 
the scene is a guy is the scene is a guy is pumping gas into a car and a seagull comes down and swats him in the face so he falls over and then the pump the gas pump is still running and forms a big pool of gasoline and then some other guy drives up and lights his cigar and throws a match out the window that's not the bird's fault. Birds love Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't understand. None of it is the bird's fault. Birds aren't real. How could how could the bird have known a person couldn't have planned out that? That's a, that is an accident. To be fair, falling down into a puddle of gas is a pretty horrible thing to have happen to you even without the fire. So yeah. there's that. We learned but that the bird that can't that know that man. gasoline is what what's in that pump, right? They don't know. I thought they knew all kinds of stuff, yeah, in their crazy uh, organizational plan. I guess guess ravens use tools to do things. Like gasoline pumps. (laughs) Is that the same as understanding thermodynamics? Yeah. Birds love thermodynamics. They're always using uh, air currents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's their favorite thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, what if all of this was just to get that guy to set himself on fire so that there would be an updraft? (laughs) That's what I do in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> set people on fire to use the updraft. Yep. Oh, yeah, I thought exactly. you would set yourself on fire. Because I do that sometimes <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. I do that by accident. <laughs> if you oh, if game. you set yourself on fire and then start gliding, do you go up because of the thermal from your body being on fire? Mm. Yeah, you, you turn yourself into a hot air balloon. <laughs> hmm. It is fun in that game how you can attach... Um, uh, octo balloons to yourself or to other things and just float float them away. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing the like hard mode that they added with the DLC, and there's a bunch of platforms all around that have mm. those octo balloons making them float. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, it's really fun to try and get up onto them without popping all of the octo balloons, <laughs> or to pop all of the octo balloons so that the treasure chest falls into the water below, and you could just get it out with the magnet power. Nice. <laughs> Ah, uh, what a good game! How to make a concrete poem? Oh no, um, I I kind of hate these. This is me being down on the arts, and I don't feel good about that. But it's mm-hmm. just taking some words or even one word and doing like a graphic design thing to it, where you just repeat it over and over. Oh and, yeah, like, oh, is that what this sucks? T- that's not poetry Wait. to me. <laughs> okay, but I do want to talk about poetry for a second uh-huh. because. Also tying back to the Jeopardy thing we said earlier. There was a question on Jeopardy this week, and I have to believe that what they said is true because it's Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not allowed to lie on Jeopardy. That's a crime. I mean, if you're asking the question, if you're writing the questions, I do think it might be literally a crime for you to have it be an incorrect statement. Anyway, they asked the question in such a way. Well, here, the, the question was something like, uh, in this classic poem, the author originally wrote it about a parrot and then decided that it didn't fit the tone, so he changed it to another speaking bird. Hmm. And the answer was the raven. I was gonna say, is it the raven? Never Are more. you fucking telling me <laughs> that Edgar Allan Poe wrote a poem about mourning your dead wife and then a parrot flies into your window? That's insane! I kind of like that, because parrots are very sinister, even though they're so I colorful. Mean, they are, but, like, fuck, man. Is this a is this the birth of the gothic literary movement, or is this a fucking Jimmy Buffett song? <laughs> it can't be both. God, a, Hold really, on. a really mournful Jimmy Buffett song. 
You just said you watched the movie The Birds. The whole thing about that was how sinister they are, even though they seem normal. Yes, I'm not saying that a pirate isn't equally sinister, but it's not. It's not right for like it's 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 become a horror movie instead of a like a contemplation on grief at that point. It's kind of both, though, isn't it? The whole time. I don't know. What is that raven doing? Nobody knows. If a parrot comes into my house, I'm like, I'm in a fight now with this parrot. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) As opposed to, I feel like the raven being there, you're like, well, I was already mourning, and this fits the the vibe, so I feel like I need to keep this Mm. raven around. This raven and I are friends now, somehow. (laughs) I put it to you that in Edgar Allan Poe's time, it would be even more common to see a parrot inside as a status symbol of, of society then it would be to have a raven just come in. Mm-hmm. But that sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> you wouldn't... All I'm saying is if you were mourning your, your beloved dead wife, Lenore, mm-hmm. you wouldn't go into the room where the parrot was. What if the parrot has good information for you? What if the parrot's got the key <laughs> to get into the next room in this locked room? <laughs> po- poem mystery. <laughs> uh... I can't fucking believe it was gonna be the parrot. You can't do that! <laughs> I love it. I think it's it it a makes great me idea. So mad. <laughs> then it made me think about like trying to write write a version of the the Raven that is also a Jimmy Buffett song. Yeah, I'm trying to make make the, make it fit while into I Margaritaville, wa- and it's not working. <laughs> while I wandered in, my flip flops stepped upon a discarded pop top. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can get there. First of all, second of yeah. all, and your Ellen Poe loved circus imagery and like that being evil so that's I, true i feel like i the more we talk about the more i feel like a parrot could totally fit absolutely not it's like because <laughs> like here's the thing i mean i guess the thing of it is that that proves to me that edgar Allan poe's greatest work was written in spite of him yeah of course of course it was <laughs> like he was uh, like what if there's some circus stuff in here oh not this time okay i guess because, like, Hot Frog is barely a good story. Yeah. <laughs> like, Murders because of, of that Lord. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of his weird obsession with orangutans almost ruins all of his <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> They're just like people, except evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, do you think Monster Store was an orangutan and it just never came up? Oh, that's no, but good. The, wait, oh, is that the um, Cask of Amontillado? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, he bricked him out with his feet. <laughs> we didn't really pay attention to that part, but it's true. <laughs> Otherwise, how would he build a brick wall so fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he used all four limbs, which he had opposable thumbs on. <laughs> I do feel like that story kind of has a bad understanding of how wall making works. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, wouldn't, if you woke up while he was still bricking it up, wouldn't the mortar still be soft enough that you could just kick it apart? Like I he was changing, like, he was changing yeah, the wall then. to the other wall. Oh, that's right. Okay. But the weird thing is, he had um, uh, uh, Fortunato had some kind of asthma or some kind of lung condition that's not specified, and the air down there was really bothering him. And then the protagonist Montresor doesn't know if he died because of that or if he was still alive when he left him. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those, like, oh, who knows? Edgar Allan Poe loved those. Who knows if it was evil or not? Story's over now. Who knows if he's still alive back there. Yes. Forever. <laughs> yeah, he became a real castle freak back there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I- you remember that that episode of Oz where they 
uh, walled Luke Perry up in a wall, yes. and then it exploded. Yes. Hmm. That show is so stupid. <laughs> They've had his gross jerky body after uh, and he was a still year or alive something. Somehow. He was not so alive. No, he died. He was dead. I thought he like spoke to people from from. Oh like, yeah, of course he did. Miracles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course he did because he thought he was Jesus. Oh fuck! Which granted him the power to be Jesus. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how that works. <laughs> the power—it's mind over matter. I will say, that show had one of the fucking greatest ideas for a twist ever, which is that our narrator died, and then our narrator was a ghost who was still narrating, and he was able to invite back all the other characters who had died on the show. That's fun. Yeah. They've been doing that for our forever in literature, though. I know, but it was excellent to see it come up on the show. It was such a surprise. Yeah. Did that? That was before Desperate Housewives did that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it was I, also before American Beauty did that, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, I know that that Sopranos prequel did that, too. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, it's, God. It's narrated by a, uh, a character who died in the series. Okay. Weekend at Bernie's, thank you. Nailed it. Man, I don't want to talk about concrete anymore. All of this is just about concrete. <laughs> didn't talk about it at all yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like how to do stained concrete, because the hardest thing in the world is not to stain your concrete. So mm-hmm. if you want to stain it, you just fucking put some stain on it, man. It's gonna be fine. Yep. Get some sidewalk chalk. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these are all very boring. Yeah. But I still think they're better than the, the first random word we got, which was just sad. <laughs> uh, a lot of these are how to construct things out of concrete. Uh, stairs, mm-hmm. countertops. That seems very hard because it's it's a sludge when it's fresh. Like, how do you yeah, shape the, it into something? The thing is that I think that these people are thinking that there's a way to build something out of concrete and then keep it in that shape until the concrete dries. But that's not how it works. You got to pour it into like a mold, yeah, and then it'll set, and then you can take it out of that mold. But then you got to get it like if you make a staircase out of concrete <laughs> in a mold, then you got to get it to where it needs to go. That's... Huh, there must be a way to make concrete stairs, though, because people yes. do that somehow. Usually, oh, now well, I'm confused. They're usually down Here's into, like, do a it. basement, though. Here's how you do it. <laughs> to wall somebody up inside uh, your <laughs> vault. Yes. You build, like, a box with of wood with, like, wooden stakes and planks between them, mm-hmm. and then you pour the concrete into that. And then you build another, once that concrete sets, you build another box on top of that one that's a little bit shorter. Hmm, is that and how they so do it? so on to make the steps. I don't know, but that's how I'd do it. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, but I wonder if the part, the once you have the concrete all set, the parts where it's set concrete on top of a separate slab of set concrete, I feel like that could slip over time. Yeah, you need to, like, put some rebar in there or something. Maybe. I, I do like watching people do it for sidewalks, though, setting it up with that little uh, box, like you say. That is very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> I, it's pretty wild to me that we have so much stuff made out of concrete and, like, tarmac and everything, or asphalt or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and we don't have a really good way to fix it. Yeah. It's just, like, like put in some new stuff eventually. When a pothole appears, it's always good. It's always bad unless they redo the whole road. Yeah. Like when they patch it up, it always falls apart immediately. What is 
Yeah. How have we not solved this yet? The human body has solved it because scar tissue is much stronger than the surrounding skin, so it won't mm-hmm. do that same thing in that spot again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I think that it's not a how have we not solved this and more of a uh, we choose not to solve this because it's expensive and money is more valuable than roads that work. I guess so, but I've heard that time is more valuable than money. I've heard that money is time. Hmm, interesting. I've heard in both cases, you can't take it with you. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. Oh boy, it's so reassuring though, right? Knowing knowing <laughs> that one day Elon Musk will die and no longer exist and not get to be rich forever. No, oh, I can't think about that. Because no, I no, will die no, too, no. and that is the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, and the greatest yeah, the pro- revenge that is that <laughs> no, the problem everyone is- else also dies. <laughs> That's pr- the problem is that he- that means that he'll be rich all the way up until it's no longer a, a concern for him. I want a world in which he doesn't die, but does lose all his money and then has to live uh, like without anything and being universally hated. That's the world that we should strive <laughs> he for. He has to live the uh, Prince Humperdinck uh, punishment. <laughs> yes. If I'm being honest, I would be okay with him getting to go to rich people heaven if he died right now. Why? Yeah, uh, I don't know about because that. <laughs> I would never have to be there or see him again. I, I, the idea that there is a rich people heaven has deeply upset me. <laughs> there isn't. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, this is all scam to trick him into killing himself, so get <laughs> a rich people heaven. Yeah, we're going to inception him. He's going he's gonna to be like, no, is no, that this what, is real. I'm going to rich Is that people what heaven. Scientology is? <laughs> Is a scam to get rich people to kill themselves. No, that's just a money laundering scheme. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> um Yeah, these these article suggestions are literally all about figuring out how much concrete you need. It's yeah. a lot. You need a bunch of it. Which Yeah, just get more than you need and then return what you don't use. <laughs> what bothers me is how many times in all of our lives we've seen where some Amateur guy in the 70s was like, yeah, I could make concrete stairs. Yeah, I could pour a concrete patio, whatever, and has done a fucking terrible job (laughs) that we're still living with the repercussions of today. Yep. So maybe leave it to the professionals. Remember that concrete ship? I think it's off the coast of Cape May. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Is that that ever finished sinking? I don't know. Do you guys ever just think about the concept of pikecrete and it really fucks you up? Yes. How does it float? What's happening? How does it not melt? Ah! Uh, you know about this, Jeff? No, I don't. What is it? Pikrete is a uh, material invented by a material scientist that worked for the Navy in, like, the 50s. And it is... Named Pike, of course. Yes, named Pike. Um, if you take water and you put a bunch of, like, wood pulp in it, either sawdust or, like, newspapers or whatever... Um, like a bunch so that it's mostly saturated wood flakes uh, and then freeze it, it becomes stable at room temperature up to temperatures of, of like 80 degrees and it's as hard as concrete. Oh. Yeah, I think it might have been during World War II because it was an idea for being able to very quickly build like battleships. Oh, that's right. If yeah, you're working you're right. up it in Canada in the, or Alaska, yeah. It was in the 40s and they were going to start doing it, but then the war ended. He might have been Canadian. I remember them definitely doing it somewhere cold and uh, getting some really good proof of concept, building some ships out of it and all. It's so weird. It's like, it's not good. (laughs) It feels bad. (laughs) 
Yeah. It feels like that Kurt Vonnegut novel. Which one's the one where ice is stable at room temperature? Is that Fahrenheit uh, Cat's Cradle? Oh. <laughs> That's Ray Bradbury. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's Cat's Cradle is the one about Ice Nine. That's fun. Have you guys read these books? No, <laughs> of course not. Books? I read Breakfast oh. of Champions and that was the wrong one to start with, and that's it. Yeah, you should definitely, Jeff specifically, you espe- especially should read uh, Cat's Cradle. Yeah, I can't read. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I've been pretending dang. all this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am. You're I'm getting really good at pretending. Thank you. <clears throat> anyway, everyone read Cat's Cradle, I guess. What yeah, if I listen and- to Cat's Cradle a few times? What's that? Does that count? If I listen, what? if I listen to Cat's Cradle a few times, the the song yeah. or people playing the string game? No, the song. Okay, uh, I think that'll get the same idea across. Great. <clears throat> yep. I don't really know why the book Cat's Cradle is called that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really know why the song's called that either. I guess it's Cat's yeah, it's, in the Cradle, really. Yeah, it should be that, right? Is that what it is? That's what the song is. I don't know about the book. Okay. I mean, no, the book is called Cat's Cradle. Okay. There's no confusion on that front. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> We're really running out of steam here, you guys. That's fine. We talked about so many other things. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you so. You got one of those horrible uh, cackles out of me, too, so. Oh. That's a victory ever, for you. Have, have you all ever seen, I think it's called the Coral Castle in Florida, a man who bought a piece of property and then kind of went insane and just kept adding concrete structures to it that were decorated with shells and things. No. Do you know about this? It's like a weird, now it's like a roadside attraction kind of thing, but he just became obsessed with making concrete. Like, so basically it's like some weird concept of the city of Atlantis that he's built. I'm waiting until the part where you say he started doing murders in this house, which is assume where this I assume mm, is where this is going. I mean, I can't say that he didn't. That would be the smart thing to do, right? If you're gonna build a huge concrete structure that you put a dead body in it. Yep. You put a real uh uh Fortunata outside. Oh. <laughs> a stadium is like yep. a big concrete structure, so I went with Jimmy Hoffa. You guys ever think about uh, that Pokemon that's a sandcastle that eats people's souls? Yeah, all the time, actually. It's really, like, one of the main things that haunts me Mm, in life. It's weird, because there's a Pokemon called Haunter. It's true. But he's just a fun guy who likes to eat things. He does pranks? I think he also eats people's souls. (laughs) He's a a Slimer variety of Ghost, where he mostly just sticks his tongue out and flies around. Then he turns into a big fat party animal style of ghost. Yeah, Slimer is a big fat party animal. I guess so, but he starts out as like a goopy ghost and becomes like a party ghost, I feel like. Yeah, the gas like, solidifies. He starts out he starts out as like a will-o'-wisp thing. Oh god, every yeah. every first stage ghost Pokemon is a will-o'-wisp. Yeah, they are. Yeah. A little blob. <laughs> They're just like a little light lit up like gas that's luminescent i do love uh the little candle what's the candle's name litwick litwick yes and chandelure is the uh most mm. evolved and i don't remember the middle one i never i can't believe one. how bad they whiffed it with that um voodoo doll pokemon Which oh that? that they didn't include it <laughs> no there's that one that's like a doll that the kids like discarded it and so it became possessed with evil spirits and is now hunting children oh shup it no, it's like B- Bak- Bakuman or something. I know that that sounds more like a 
Digimon. Banette? Yeah, Banette. That's yeah, it. Banette oh, is right. The, Banette is the evolution of Shepin, but Oh, okay. Does it have a zipper mouth? Yeah, it's got a zipper mouth, which is pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Got a mega form, which gives it a Kingdom Hearts amount of zippers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it gets, that's, that's funny. Like, <laughs> I'd like to buy one Kingdom Hearts of zippers, please, I say, as I walk into Joanne Fabric. Yeah, it gets a zipper on uh, its, like, pants and on each hand and going mm. up its Pants? <laughs> I refuse to believe any Pokemon wears pants. Yeah, that's upsetting, especially because many of them do look like they're wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Like, is that but just what skin? Is that just what I the pants dick looks like? <laughs> uh, is that the one with the belt with a uh, with a, a letter on it that doesn't make any sense? I think it's a. It's like a little Pokeball. Oh yeah, it's a P. It's a P. Yeah, why is it a P? For either power or Pokemon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the champion of Pokemon, Louisa, yeah. oh, okay. obviously. Okay. Oh, man, Pokemon's good. It sure <laughs> is. I can't wait for that new one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to play that duck with a cool hairstyle till he till he grows up to be the coolest guy. No, he's going to grow up to be a, a sleepy uh, dumbass who sucks. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> hope he goes the opposite way. Like, they always say, like, cat Pokemon are cute little cats, and then they turn into, like, a guy, a lion guy. I want the duck, who's a cute little duck, but uh, as a duck is standing on two legs, of course, to eventually grow up into a four-legged duck. <laughs> it's, like, just a big tank. <laughs> oh, God. But it's got it's so four funny. duck feet. <laughs> Does it still have wings? Mm, maybe, but not where you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> he just evolves into a car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, man, they... They need to do one that where it's a cat Pokemon that evolves into that bus from My Neighbor Totoro, right? Oh, that'd be oh, that'd so be good. good. So many legs. Uh, I, yeah, I I see those complaints a lot, but also so, when a Pokemon just evolves where it gets bigger or looks the same but has, like, a jacket, I don't like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Blissey, great Pokemon. It just looks like Chansey going to prom. Yeah. Yeah, all those It's extra weird that girls. he's just fucked up and long. Like, it looks like you drew a bad Chansey. Wait, Blissey? No, it's even rounder. Yeah, Blissey. Oh, is he the one that's. Blissey looks the one that's... exactly like Chansey, but has different hair and a couple, like, accessories. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like in the the early Pokemon games, they weren't afraid to let your Pokemon evolve into really fucked up monsters. Mm-hmm. But now the starter Pokemon are supposed to be like your buds, and so they need to look humanoid, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I prefer like a Bulbasaur evolution where it just turns into a tank. Yeah. <sighs> it's funny that you say that, because one of them does have tank guns on it, and it's mm-hmm. not Venusaur. oh boy Pokemon's good well thanks everyone for listening to the show if you liked it please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow Uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on Twitter at hackthenetpod or you can join our discord to talk to us directly you just need to message us on Mastodon I'm at mattheron at mastodon.online I'm also online but you'll have to find me unless I find you first Mm. If you catch Jeff, he has to give you his golden key. That's the rules. Yep, that's What's the, that key to? It's the only way to access the next dungeon. <laughs> oh, okay. 
And you can talk to me. I do not have a golden key, but I'll talk to you at louisa at mastodon.xyz. Yeah. Louisa has to tell everyone she doesn't have a golden key to hide her golden key. She has. <laughs> if you, I would have to admit it or it's enchantment. If you exhaust all of her dialogue after buying all of the things in her shop, then she'll admit that she has a golden key. Mm-hmm. That's but right. she hid it and you have to find it and she'll give you a series of clues. <laughs> Via item descriptions only, though. Yep. Yeah, and then to get my golden key, of course, you need to uh, give a tomato to the mailman, and then the mailman will give you a package, which you give to the uh, the farmer who will give you some milk. Uh, you know what? I'm going to write a game facts about it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, well, wait. Louisa has to say her thing. I did. I, I did say oh, it. Did you? Okay, yeah, then go. we got into that whole... <laughs> I don't have a golden key. Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Zelda thing. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, don't forget, if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I like it. I'm the best around!